Well, hello there. I'm Dr. Kara, shaman, energy master, registered nurse, doctor of natural health, and a mom. I'm an ordinary person living my extraordinary life, but it wasn't always this way. Learning to walk a shamanic path opened me to extraordinary and changed the course of my life. Welcome to the Ascended Evolution Podcast, where season after season, I will be your guide around the medicine wheel, following the ancient wisdom path of indigenous peoples. We are all in the midst of a wild and crazy ascension process, and I wanna help you, I wanna support you. May these episodes inspire you to shine bright and live into your infinite potential with peace in your mind and love in your heart. Welcome back to the Ascended Evolution podcast. We are more than halfway through spring if you live in the Northern Hemisphere like I do. And it's really exciting to witness our Mother Earth wake up and share all of her blessings with us. In today's episode, I talk about movement and flow. For the past year or more, we've been kind of stuck in our homes. We have been not in a position where we can be free to flow and move just as we wish. And in order for life to be vibrant and alive and for us to feel like we are alive, movement is essential. And so although I do talk about stillness in this episode, as I do in most episodes, I talk more about flow. I talk about water, that essential element that is so important to bringing flow to all that is stuck and stagnant in our life. And also in this episode, I hope that I can open your perceptions to water and that you may find something brand new, a new way of looking at it and a new way of interacting. Enjoy. Water, necessary for life. According to the Journal of Biological Chemistry, 60% of our body is made up of water. The brain and the heart are each made up of 73% water. The lungs are made up of 83% water. 64% of our skin is water and water accounts for 79% of our kidneys and 79% of our muscles. Yep, you could say we are primarily water. Water's the element of the west direction of the medicine wheel. Yep, you guessed it, the direction associated strongly with our emotional body because water represents our emotions. One of the many lessons we learn from this direction is how to transform the sorrow and grief we feel from the stories of our lives into empowerment and joy. It is where we find balance, self-understanding, 
and our personal power through being in our emotions. It doesn't mean that we get stuck there, but rather we remain fluid, experiencing our emotions from a very different perspective than when we first initially had our experiences. Water reminds us how important it is to remain fluid and in flow as we move through all of our life experiences. It even shows us how to do it. Have you ever watched the water flow down a rocky riverbed? Water makes its mesmerizing journey, demonstrating that it always finds a way. It always finds a path over, around, under rocks, roots, and other obstacles. Water finds a path of least resistance and continues to flow. In Chinese medicine, water is one of five elements. And if we look at its application as a personality type, we find that water types enjoy relaxation, great conversation, and often effortlessly show other personality types the way to stop and smell the roses. When in balance, water types are calm and relaxed. They can set the tone of a room. Out of balance, they are emotional, restless, and anxious. Personal values are very important to this personality type. Personal values are rooted in our emotional experiences. In fact, a water type live their lives through their values. This is the top criteria for evaluating whether something is good for them or not. All aspects of their life, career, relationships, whatever it is, tends to center around their core values. Aligned with their core values, again, they feel balanced, calm, and at peace. Not aligned with their core values, they tend to feel overwhelm, anxiety, and often panic. Sometimes even fear and terror. We can also see the depth of their emotional side in their love for rituals, ceremony, and celebrations to bring tradition and significance to acknowledge life events. As with everything in life, there's duality, right? So we've talked about how anxiety can set in when there's imbalance. Water personality types spend a lot of time thinking. They can be so in their heads that they forget to speak to the people they're with. Their favorite communication style is telepathy. And they often forget that most people in their lives are not adept at reading their mind or communicating intuitively. One of the greatest struggles of a water type is their thoughts flow endlessly, one to the other, often not making sense at all. The solution? Stillness. Stillness is different than being stuck. In stillness, there's actually a lot of flow, a lot of movement in the space of quiet. 
while when we are stuck, our thoughts continue, but it's often the same perseverating thoughts, a relentless, overwhelming, and endless flow of the same thoughts provoking fear, overwhelm, and worry. This certainly can be mistaken for flow in our lives, right? Because we're moving faster, our mental mind is moving faster than we can keep up with, but it seems to be the same story, the same script. But when we experience the balanced momentum of being in flow, it's unmistakable. Stillness allows for this flow of thoughts with detached observation. It puts you in flow with life rather than in resistance. Instead of a myriad of thoughts going in every different direction possible, unity begins to form. Organization. Messages from behind the veil of illusion. Those long sought after messages from spirit. They begin to naturally come into your awareness. From the stillness, you begin to experience greater clarity and you feel more empowered. If your personality type is primarily water, it's important to recognize how critical downtime and playtime is for your overall well being. In addition, stillness and time alone is essential for a healthy mind and balanced emotions. Without time and solitude to contemplate and process, it will be difficult to show up as the best version of yourself. So water type or not, doesn't this ring true for all of us? However, water types do need flow in their life more than the other personality types. Before we shift our conversation, I want to identify the typical physical areas of weakness for our water types. Not only do these areas of weakness tend to impact people who are water types, but they also tend to show up, illuminate weakness, imbalance, or struggle when flow is blocked in any personality type's life. So I want you to think about this. The kidneys and the bladder are areas that are often impacted when we are stuck, meaning we see illnesses or struggles in this area. We might see see kidney stones or we might see UTIs, bladder infections. We might see inflammation or maybe even elevated blood pressure because the kidneys are really responsible for our blood pressure. So think about water in your body and our water distribution. These are the areas that will be impacted and affected if we seem to be out of balance, out of flow. So Traditionally, if we speak with people who are our intuitive mediums for the body, right, our medical mediums, 
we understand that these areas of the body, the kidney and the bladder, they tend to hold our fear, our doubt and our worry. They tend to hold the information of our stuckedness in our life, our inability to move forward, our resistance in taking steps forward. So movement, physical movement is essential to staying in the flow of life. We want to learn this from water. How do we stay in the flow of life? Remember, it's the path of least resistance. It doesn't mean that we keep moving and moving and moving in the same direction to get pushed back again and again and again. It means that we find a new path. We flow and adapt to find, again, that path where we are not meeting up against the most resistance. The discussion wouldn't be complete if I didn't talk about a couple of oils that are truly supportive to, again, the water personality type or anyone trying to bring greater flow into their life or move past perhaps some of the resistance. So first off, juniper berry. Juniper berry is excellent for clearing stagnation and low vibe energy. So it's the absolute best essential oil, in my opinion, to reach for when we have really dense energies, really difficult challenges going on, and we're not sure how to make space. Juniper berry can help you to make space. So diffuse it in a room, even when you're not there, or perhaps put it over your heart or over your forehead, on the back of your neck, or even the bottoms of your feet. Juniper berry will help to promote flow and will bring more light into your scenario. As an herbal formula, juniper berries themselves have long been used for their astringent qualities and it's in support to the entire urinary system. So we can see how juniper berry can powerfully remove sludge from spaces that have been stagnant for long periods of time. My second oil of choice that I wanna talk about today is ginger. So ginger essential oil um, predominantly promotes flow by bringing heat, raising the temperature, and through its anti-inflammatory properties. So its warming elements will result in flow and movement. And this is a smooth movement, right? Ginger is uh, considered kind of a hot or a spicy oil. It has uh, oftentimes a pungent aroma to it. But think of it this way. When we increase our temperature, when we add heat to something, we promote flow and movement. And when we th things get colder, they tend to get more stagnant still, right? We become, quote, frozen. So when we bring ginger into the body or into the energy field, we immediately start to bring a warming effect. And this warming effect creates a response of flow and movement. And so it opens our awareness to probably aspects that we haven't been looking at. So it's a great essential oil, again, to diffuse along with other oils or used all by itself. 
It's also an oil that can be easily used uh, topically. I want to take a moment to just mention digestion and what happens when we are out of flow. Oftentimes, our inability to digest certain material, to break down certain information, can lead us into a situation where we create stagnant energy in the digestive system. Ginger essential oil is phenomenal at supporting our digestive process. And not only the physical digestion, but also the digestion of information that's really difficult to process. Give it a try. And third, my third oil of choice today that I want to bring up in terms of flow is frankincense. Frankincense is just a beloved oil with such a high vibration that brings loving energy by opening the heart. And when we open the heart, we create flow for those stagnant emotions that we've been carrying with us. Stagnant emotions will move us away from the light and into the darker recesses of our lives and our space. Now, there's something to be said about going into the shadows and doing the shadow work. However, the West direction gives us this gift of being able to stay in flow or find our flow that we've been out of for a long time. Frankincense supports this process. It helps us to heal old traumas, old emotional woundings, to let go of our past and to be empowered by that past by being an objective observer of what happened to us. It doesn't lessen the fact that something happened or to us or hurt us. That's not what we are trying to do is dismiss it. What we're trying to do is lessen its influence on today and all of your tomorrows so that they can hold more light and you can really show up as the best version of you, not the wounded version of you. And I love frankincense because it calms the anxiety that comes with taking a look at some of those things that have been holding us hostage in our life for a very long time. And I love that frankincense supports us in this process uh, without us even really needing to be fully engaged in it. And that's important, especially for the times that we're in right now. As we move into this golden age, as we move into this Aquarian age where we can process information at, you know, lightning speed, we don't want to get stuck in the emotional trauma, turmoil, and vibrations of what happened to us in the past. But we also don't want to bury them and pretend they're not there. And frankincense is one of those tools that I reach for that really helps people to stay present and to move through things rather rapidly. So this is the way that frankincense can help to promote some great flow. It helps to um, open the flow between the head and the heart, right? So the head's not going in one direction and the heart going in another, or so that one place, the head or the heart is not stuck and the other trying to flow and move. So it really creates congruence and flow in our uh, being in that way. 
So now I want to shift our perspective yet again around water, which was, which started our conversation today, right? So I want to note how healing water is. And I don't mean in a physical aspect. And perhaps you've already thought of this. And if you have, I'm, that makes me excited because it means that we're, we're sharing a frequency, that we're on the same, uh, same wavelength here. But one of the most fascinating aspects of water's healing properties to me is its ability to be imprinted. So Masaru Emoto is a Japanese author, and perhaps you've heard of him. He's also a businessman, and, and uh, most prominently, he's a researcher. For over 25 years, he researched water and how water forms its crystals uh, as it's moving through this process of transformation from water into crystals. And what happens to those crystals when they're exposed to certain elements, whether it be words or uh, music. So when the water's exposed to certain uh, vibrations, it changed and manipulated the crystal that formed. And without going into deeper detail, what Emoto learned is that water holds memory. It holds frequency and it can be imprinted with whatever we desire. It's very dynamic, right? We already know it flows. It goes to the path of least resistance. And so he really believed that it is a blueprint for our reality and that it can become a blueprint for whatever we desire it to be. So he really is the person that uh, I fondly look to to understand that the molecular composition of water changes the frequency of water changes when we put water into certain environments or when we expose it to certain things. And so a lot of his work kind of revolved around recognizing that certain elements can have a negative impact upon our cells. So if we're 60% water and we know that heavy metal music for example, or harsh words can create an imprint upon our upon water. So the cellular matrix, the part of our cellular matrix that contains water can be imprinted by harsh words and create a harsh outcome. We can also think about it in the flip side right? Because everything in our life is duality, polarity. So if we can imprint water with negativity, let's say, we can also imprint water with positivity, with positive vibrations. Another important thing to note when we think about this is that water from different sources is going to have a different frequency. And if you're in tune with frequencies and you have worked with your ability to sense different frequencies of objects or spaces, then practice a little bit with it. 
hold a glass of water. Yes, use glass, if you will, from a bottle of perhaps Aquafina. And then if you can get your hands on some fresh mountain spring water, hold that and see if you can tune into any of the differences in the frequencies that these two different uh, waters will offer up depending upon the source of where they came from. And those are just two examples. We can find differences in water uh, here in our, anywhere that we are. Uh, you can get city tap water and you can get filtered water. So uh, do a little experimenting and practice if you're inclined to connect into that intuitive vibration. Emoto also believed that we can use water to help co-create our reality. And have a little bit more intentionality around it. So I want to propose a challenge to you, an experiment of sorts. So in addition to tuning into water that you have access to and just seeing if you can recognize any differences in frequency, for the next month, I'm going to propose that you use your intention to imprint all the water that you consume, all the water that you drink. So I'm going to suggest that you use the same intention so that you can see how uh, impactful. It'll be more impactful or easier for you to see uh, if this is a tool that really resonates with you or not. Uh, if you use the same word or the same uh, thing to imprint your water. So I'm suggesting that you use a word such as gratitude, inner peace, focus, intuition, or even abundance. So something that you desire and that you feel kind of ebb and flows in your life. That's a good, a good place to start. Pick this word and then you can do this in a couple of ways. This process of programming the water or um, imprinting the water. The first way is with intention and feeling, write down your word of choice on a piece of paper and take a moment to put all your energy, your thoughts, your images, your emotions, and your feelings of that word into that piece of paper. And then you're going to take that piece of paper and you're going to set it underneath or around every glass of water that you intend to drink. So I like to use kind of the two to three hour mark. So I like to have my water sit on top of my intention for about two to three hours before I consume it. But in all honesty and truth, it does not have to take two to three hours. But for the sake of this experiment or this challenge, try to allow it to sit with your word and with your intention for two to three hours. So if you want to use a pitcher and uh, you know put it refrigerated or something of that nature, then feel free. The key is that a glass container is going to allow for greater ease of imprinting than if you use any other container. 
And so before you consume the water, the last step is to just make sure that you're extending gratitude to the water itself, that it was able to be imprinted for you. And then bring your awareness, you know, feel into the water. And in the beginning, as you're practicing and using this technique, you know, perhaps spend a few moments with water straight out of your tap and then spend a few moments with the water, uh, holding the glass of water that you have imprinted. And see if you can sense, feel, or understand the difference. Perhaps it even tastes different. I'm not sure. But this is one way of being able to imprint your water that you're drinking. So another option is to just hold the water in your hands, close your eyes, call in your spiritual team, and spend a few moments working with your breath and your intention to imprint or program that water with your word or phrase, with your intention. And remember, the more senses you use, so feeling, touch, sound even, and of course, you know, your heart, the more you bring into that experience, then the more powerful your imprinting is going to be. And then, uh, you know, take that moment to just channel your intentions to imprint your water. Again, take another moment to just feel the work that you've done and uh, the what you've created with your water, co-created with, with spirit for your water that you're going to drink. Extend gratitude and then uh, enjoy your water. So the most important part really is that you're having fun with it and that you're just trusting in the process, right? I know this can seem like it's odd or weird or unusual at first, um, you know, and, and perhaps it is, but try to keep your open awareness around your experiences and your awareness of your word and your intention. You know, I find it really helpful to jot down some notes at the end of the day to have a little journal over the course of the month that you're experimenting with this. Because if not, you can easily forget um, how impactful this process can be. You know, we can take for granted that some of the things that we're experiencing in relationship to our word is just really haphazard. And I wanna make sure that you give yourself credit for working co-creatively with spirit in this way. So, I do uh, hope that you will uh, invest a little time and fun and energy into this experiment. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe imprinted water will become our best medicine of our future. So I encourage your thoughts and your comments. So uh, head on over to social media and uh, find me to let me know how your things went or leave me a comment below. I'd love to hear from you. All right, have fun, enjoy water, and be in the flow. <laughs>